That's right, episode number 14 is coming in from Rinkside. It's Potty here today with Chewy. And Chewy, the man of the hour, the legendary, you know, wholesomely grown. Tell us uh, what what has befallen you today. What's new in your life? Yeah, so this has uh, been another interesting week. Uh, as I mentioned in other episodes, kids in daycare. Uh, they get sick. So this week's sickness, Eliash has hand, foot, mouth, which is a viral infection, kind of like the cold, except you get like, like blisters and and a rash all around your mouth, inside your mouth, your hands and your feet. So it's another, <laughs> it's another tiring week. He's not in daycare for another couple days. So that's been uh, that side of it. But other than that, uh, I actually got back into uh, a little bit of gaming recently. Uh, so when I was in university, I played a little bit of competitive Counter-Strike Global Offensive, and I, I kind of got the urge to get back into it. So I've been, I've been trying to go back into it, but it's tough when you don't have like a squad to play with and you're, you're just kind of playing by yourself. But other than that, mm. how's everything going in uh, Potty's Penthouse? Oh, Potty's Penthouse just had a delivery of some delicious delectables. And let me tell you about them. I got them from this place <laughs> in Chicago called the Red Hot Ranch. And I ordered two double dogs with everything on it that is Chicago style. So you would get your, uh, you know, sometimes you get some relish. You definitely have onion. You've got uh, uh, mustard and sport peppers and in the the hot dog it's got a little crunch to it from the casing uh it's really delicious so that's what was uh popping in potty's penthouse previously Sweet. yeah so you know we've got a, a great agenda for you here today awesome. or ep- episode for you today uh we're starting off we've got the standings then we're going to flip over to our leaderboards come up on our predictions then we're going to talk about our plays of the week and we're going to wrap up with our special on chewy and potties top five so without further ado let's transition over to the standings chewy yeah and uh I think we we have quite a bit of uh, a different view of the standings from last week. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, we see in Dublin fall from number one to number six. Turku and Alaska jumping up to one and two with Las Vegas tied there. Those three teams this season are are insane. And Florida. Uh, Jacksonville uh, turned around their three-game lose streak to a four-game win streak. So that's good to see from them. And, uh, you know, we still got San Diego holding on, Florence uh, pushing themselves up the standings. Honestly, after five weeks of the season, you can really see the teams, uh, like expansion teams and previous expansion teams starting to level out with, uh, you know, those original teams that started the league. And uh, I think every team's competitive this season. So it's, uh, it's awesome to see. You know, hopefully teams like Honolulu, Norfolk, and Melbourne can continue turning things around. But uh, other than that, 
I mean, not much else to go over. Nothing crazy to see. Florida on a three-game lose streak, and Dublin was too. And thankfully, we broke that today with a win against San Diego. In Albuquerque, they are, uh, what's that? Is that a nine? Does that mean they've got a nine-day, nine-game lose streak? Yeah, I I think on Monday they did break it with a 6-2 win versus Melbourne. Oh, okay. But uh, I think that is the longest lose streak this season. I think and, the record is is a lot more than that, though. You know, it's bad if it, if you had to break it on Melbourne too. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, hey, they Melbourne's won games this year, so you can't. Uh, okay, you know, well, can't. slowest though. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Slowest, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so that was uh, pretty cool. So we've got also. Um, let's zoom in on one of the scat categories. And this is live from our leaderboards. Uh, so this is live data. Uh, these are our goals leaders. And we can see here Grizzle Bear with 12. We've got David Hume, David Letters, Amelia Rose, Tom Krieg, all tied with 11. But remember that in the predictions that were made earlier this year, Hume said that he would be setting the goals, you know, record uh, for the most goals in the season. So he's only one away from being the leader and could potentially still be in the race of setting this pretty you know, legendary record. Any thoughts on this? Yeah. Yeah. Hume's had a great season. He's been able to step up. Uh, I know Turku's main scorer, Escola, has dried up uh, drier than the Sahara Desert. So <laughs> Hume... Hume is their savior right now, which is awesome to see. And I actually really love seeing players like Gus Cerrone and Jake Molyneux, uh, Molyneux and Odian Muldoon. Uh, you know, three lower lower end teams from previous seasons. They're they're trying to turn things around, and and they're on the leaderboard. So it's uh, it's really great to see stuff like that. Yeah. Yes, it is good representation from all around, and what a show it has been. So. You know, let's turn our attention from the leaderboards into our plays of the week. So, starting us off, we've got, oh, coming up, who is that? Is that Kron? Oh, slams right into the the gate of the net. But he comes around and still pursues, gets the puck, and enforces a goal. Kron, what did you think, Chewie? Was that a pretty good one? Yeah, I mean, like, he just didn't give up, you know. He continued uh, pressuring uh, Boston, and, and it paid off right there. The whole team left their player alone, and he gets his own rebound, too. That's just awesome to see. Awesome work. So we'll move on to the next one. David Hume. This one's a quick one, so don't, don't blink. He goes uh, right behind kind of 180'd it around the goalie uh, skating backwards. It's tough to even describe what it is, but we'll watch it one more time oh. in slow-mo backwards and just kind of goes right around the goalie. We've seen that yeah. quite a bit actually in the last season or two. So uh, we'll see more of those fancy goals. Yes, we will. And looking at uh, again, coming from Kron, we have, oh, peeled away in the corner. Oh, was that Kron again? Did you see that? Let's, uh, this might reconsider our use of these video cameras on the screen because we're a little bit over the play right now. But through a miracle, the puck went in. 
And passing it on to number four. Yep, we got uh, our boy Reed with a nice face-off goal. I believe this is his first goal not on an open net. I might be wrong. I'm sorry if I am, but what a great goal by uh, Fletcher Reed, the owner of Boston, to put his team on the board. Yes, yes, it was. And uh, over here, we've got, um, looks to be like Ironsides has the puck, gets it over to Owens, and Owens jukes the goalie into the other direction and through the sheer movement, convincing, scores that goal. Number six. We got Kamenev here. Another nice little backhand beauty. Just uh, takes the puck, keeps on skating, and puts it right over the shoulder of uh, JT Waters. There you go. Love to see those backhand beauties. And short, uh, oh, on the power play, yeah. Nice power play goal. Let's see that one more time for old finesse. All right, and coming up, we've got from the Warlocks coming on the mustard on, just piles it on with the extra cheese and sandwich. Ferguson with a demolition derby goal. I thought that was a fantastic slapper. And moving on, number eight, the pin. Yeah, we got Pinsky here. Just drives the net, drives the puck. Doesn't stop, keeps on shooting, Ooh. and slides right behind the goalie, and he finally taps it in. And there you go, Zach Lipinski with his first goal of the season. Yeah, there nice we little go. pass there behind the goalie. Perseverance, and that wraps up our plays week. So sweet. Let- yeah, we got yeah. A, a quick episode, but uh, we'll take our time with this. I think this will take a few minutes, but we got our our top fives of the week. So um, we put up in our Discord a vote if we should do all-time albums or all-time movies. We got all-time movies, and now we get to go uh, get right into it. What do you say, Potty? Let's kick it off. Chewy, do you... Uh... Do you want to run us through your list first, or do you want me to take the honors? Uh, do you want? Uh, can we? Are we able to do like we each do number five, we each do number four, or do we have to go? Oh through the full yeah, list let's each? do that. Yeah, let's do that. Let's yeah, do that. let's do that. So we'll start. I'll start off then with my number five. Number five. Uh, we got. Uh, so just to preface this, I tried to pick one oh. from each genre. This one is one of my favorite uh, little rom rom-coms or romantic movies with Zac Efron and we got Charlie St. Cloud. I don't know why I love it. I probably watched the movie like five or six times. If anyone hasn't watched it, it's pretty much uh, this guy and uh, he meets a girl obviously like every other movie and um, you know, he has a connection with his little brother, which I don't want to spoil it, but there's a big plot twist in it. So if you haven't watched it, it's a good one. Get your girl and uh, watch this movie. Yeah, there you go. Sounds like expert advice. And moving on to number five. Now, I can't guarantee I'll pronounce it correctly, but Princess Mononoke. Uh, if you haven't seen this, man, this movie's effing killer, man. It's got everything you could possibly want. It's got, like, nature versus society versus industry, progress, technology. How does that influence, like, the balance of life how does things like, you know, rhythm come back and things fight and it like puts things into battle 
It reminds me of the Dr. Seuss book, the Butter Battle book, where these like creative <laughs> technology creates this like weaponry and whatnot. But uh, this is a fantastic movie. It's by Studio Ghibli, who are like, uh, they're like the Steven Spielberg of like, I don't know. That's what somebody defined it to me as. So I, I can't say I'm a total expert in the domain, but that's number five for me. So let's move on to number four. Yeah, so here we got uh, The Blind Side. Uh, again, I've watched this movie probably seven or eight times. It just it hits you in the feels, uh, feel-good movie uh, about, uh, I, I forget his name, something or, uh, but, yeah. you know, he's kind of taken in by this family, and he starts playing football, goes through that whole thing, you know, from the streets kind of to this, and, and his story, based on a true story too, which is awesome. Uh, I'm sure most people have seen it, but if you haven't seen it, it's a, it's a, it's a good one. I believe it's Michael Orr and uh, Michael Orr. Thank you. I also believe jet just like for journalistic, uh, uh, I don't know. Like I've heard that he kind of doesn't agree with like the story, the actor himself, just to oh, really? it out there okay. in his defense. But uh, I really like the movie as well. It's like that, like that in Moneyball, or like. Um, Interesting. I'll have to look into that. I didn't know that, but uh, yeah, the uh, the movies always dramatize certain things and and, and spin it right. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Number four, we have of course Gladiator with uh, Russell Crowe. Uh, just a phenomenal movie. It's one of those movies that, like, if you're on a two-hour and 30 minute plane ride you can watch a fantastic movie or if you're on if you're like in between islands because you're you know private money and you're just taking like a 30 minute plane ride you could also fast forward and just watch the action sequences in here where they're like fighting the barbarians or when he's like in the little coliseum to like the big coliseum there's so much great you know content in this movie that's why it's all time number four yeah that's a classic so if anyone's Boating between their private islands. Hit up Gladiator. <laughs> All right. Number three, Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think everyone's seen it at this point. What can you say? It's it's just a funny movie. Obviously, uh, well, quote unquote, based on a true story. I'm sure it's been dramatized too. But just a, it's just an awesome movie. It has great names uh, like Leonardo DiCaprio and Jonah Hill. So if you haven't watched it, Wow, you've been under a rock for the past, like, I don't even know when it came out, like 10 years ago, but great movie. Fantastic movie, fantastic narratives. Um, number three for me, uh, I've got Goodfellas, and Goodfellas, uh, just a classic mob movie like this one. Uh, Donnie Brasco with, like, Johnny Depp, uh, where he's, like, a snitch. Um, and, or he's not a snitch. He's like an undercover agent, uh, excuse me. Um, but he, uh, and the other movie casino with Robert Downey, Ju or, uh, uh, oh God, Robert De Niro. And, um, yeah. he, he plays like a, a, a Jewish man, which, so I'm like, yeah, awesome. Right. And he's like a casino, <laughs> like owner, uh, or operator. So he's not like in the mob, but he's like an associate of it. Um, so anyways, uh, all these gangster movies are really good. So those are number threes for me. 
All right. So number two for me, uh, to be honest, I feel like this one could have been one or two, but Anchorman with Will Ferrell, uh, Steve Carell, and uh, the other two guys' names are slipping my mind now, but this is probably just one of the best comedies ever. Uh, I've watched it maybe 10 times. Number two was okay. Uh, number one's just a classic. I don't know. It's just it's just my kind of comedy. You can sit through it and laugh. And um, yeah, I mean, Ron Burgundy, what can you say about him? This is the movie where they do like the fight against different anchor stations. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. that was the second one. Oh, the second yeah, one. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. That, that was the second. I, I believe. Unless. Oh I'm... yeah, maybe. I. But yeah, th- that's where they had the that like crazy fight with. Yeah, I don't the, know. It was just like the, outrageous. The ghost, the ghost of Stonewall Jackson, played by John C. Riley, says like, "Yeah, a mint julep is waiting for you on the other side," or something. Uh, it was really funny. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's a great movie. That's your number two. All right, number two for me, Saving Private Ryan. I mean, what a phenomenal film. And the deeper, like, you look into the cast, there's so many different, like, Vin Diesel, right, played, like, this guy that ends up getting, well, if you haven't seen this by now, shame on you. You better see this movie. So I'm not spoiling anything when I say Vin Diesel gets shot. But, uh, you know, then, like, the sniper and just, like, the battle at the end. Oh, my God. And, like, the Battle of Normandy Beach. I think that's been covered like by plenty of other people uh, talking about this movie in the past. So I'll move past that part, but I really love this film. And uh, you know, that's why it's number two for me. Yeah. And uh, so my number one kind on the war movie Trek, but uh, a little different. So 13 hours with, uh, uh, Oh my God. The guy from the office. Just why can't I remember his name now? Anyways, Jim. I, Jim, Jim. But yeah, anyways, 13 Hours uh, has Jim from The Office. It also has uh, Pam's like ex-husband, the bigger guy in this the movie. So I thought that was kind of funny. Like they had two of the same actors from The Office in this one and they're like best buds. But uh, The Secret uh, Soldiers of uh, Benghazi, if you haven't seen this one, essentially uh, these are like US like contract ex-military uh, they're going into Benghazi to like protect some U.S. Uh, Congress guy, congressman, or someone from the U.S. And essentially, uh, he gets killed, and then they start getting attacked at their base. It's uh, I got a I got on a big war movie kick in university. I think I watched almost like every single war movie on on Netflix that was available, and there were some really weird ones. But this one's by far my favorite. And uh, another notable one that would be like number six would be uh, American Sniper with uh, Bradley Cooper. That one's probably like just missed my top five, but another like amazing war movie. So if you like war movies, 13 hours and uh, yeah, that's my top five. Awesome. Well, fantastic. Uh, Great movies for you. And so number one for me, of course, you got to have The Matrix, the greatest movie of all time. And (laughs) it's just the world breaking and everything. And it's just made everything possible. And I don't know. It's just, in my opinion, I think the greatest piece of film ever created is there's this Planet Earth series. And there's episode like number four or seven is on caves. That is the greatest piece of film in the history of film. 
I would say the best movie is The Matrix. But all right, yeah, those are my recommendation. You got to check out Caves on Planet Earth. Caves, Planet Earth. All right, and actually, I guess we didn't preface this before, but we didn't include uh, like movie series, like uh, mm-hmm. like for example, like Harry Potter number four or Star Wars, you know, A New Hope. Just because I feel like, I mean, I all of them would probably be in our movie series at least for me but uh i feel like that could be another top five i think there's enough like movie series out there where you can make it own your own top five out of it um so yeah let us guys let us know what you thought about the top fives we'll do it again next week for sure and uh this time we'll put up maybe like 10 different options for people to vote on and then like we'll have another channel where people could like recommend top fives to talk about and then we can throw those into the polls next time but in our Discord, you could post your top five movies as well. If you want to put it in the comments here, throw it in there. And uh, yeah, let us know what you guys thought about this uh, segment. I thought it was fun. Yeah, absolutely. And that sounds good. So this is Rinkside sending you out. Mm-hmm.